Blog Talk Radio. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to I Can't Make This Stuff Up with J.R. and Ms. Nicole. All right. Happy Friday, 13th, everybody. Welcome back to another show. We are so excited to have you guys here with us tonight on blogtalkradio.com. Those of you who are listening to us via our website of blogtalkradio.com forward slash can't make this stuff up, or those of you who may call into the live line tonight at 515-605-9726. Thanks so much for calling in and joining us tonight. So guys, of course, as you know, we are back for another show. And again, it is Friday the 13th. All right, so Ms. Nicole, as we are now in the weekend, Friday here, what? how has your week been? It has been amazing. Um, I'm a little disappointed with this weather where we are. I mean, we just got spoiled. It was beautiful out. I come out today, and I'm like, what in the what, what? I am just, my phone was hurt. <laughs> I was cold and not prepared, okay? Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> well, I'm definitely sorry to hear that. Um, you know, it's so funny because last night, <laughs> because last night, you know, whenever I was um, at home, I had heard the thunderstorm that came up and I was just, you know, like chilling on my couch, just reading a book. And then next thing you know, I'm hearing this thunderclap come up and I was just like, okay, it's a thunderstorm in January. Snow is coming. That's all I could, I could think of. I'm like, snow is on the way. And so I understand that snow is actually in, um, in the forecast fairly soon. But I wasn't ready. <laughs> it's just, I'm telling you. I mean, first of all, I took a nap yesterday, so I know exactly what you're talking about. I want to say it probably woke me up, and I was just like, OMG. I mean, it was, I felt bad for anybody that was outside during that time. The winds were high. It was just that the sky definitely fell out. It really, really did. It did. Like I said, it really I did. was not expecting this this today like it is downright cold and i'm from the north but i wasn't prepared it's been nice so i didn't <laughs> have on my long jeans i mean you know i'm being cute i got like probably a little fleece on barely that it's all open it's not zipped up oh this weather beat me today i said oh it was a reminder that i'm still in winter okay it, exactly <laughs> it, and it's that part for me so you know it is still <laughs> winter time wait wait it's that part for all of us. <laughs> yeah, guys, you so got to remember just. <laughs> you guys got to remember just because it's it may be sixty something degrees outside during the day. It is still January and it is still uh, winter. Uh, uh, well, it slapped me today, so it was definitely a reminder. So here I am. <laughs> so how has your week been? You know, my week has been fairly well. It's been a little, you know. I've had a couple of rough moments this week, but, you know, overall, it has been a good week. I'm excited because I did get a chance to go see um, the Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody. I did get a chance to go see that, and I am so, so happy that I did. Um, it was, a one, you know, and again, anybody that knows me and knows me well, I am a 1,000% diehard Whitney Houston super fan, Okay. So it's yes, funny because when he tells you, so it's about yeah. time. Yeah, so I went and I saw the movie. Funny enough, guys, I promised my cousin because she went with me. Um, I promised my cousin I wasn't going to sing. Now, anyone that knows me will tell you. Mm-hmm. I am. A, in, you guys know Jr. is a singer. I am a recording artist. That's what I do. However, when it comes to Whitney Houston. I can't keep quiet. I'm sorry. I can't. I just cannot. I will not. I won't keep quiet for Whitney. I'm, I can't. But the whole time as the movie is going on and there are certain certain parts where they're playing some of my favorite songs, I'm sitting there and I'm looking over at my cousin. I'm like, I know I promised you. I promised you I wasn't going to sing. I wasn't going to sing. And guys, it was back at the singing, the part of holding it back like not wanting to sing, it was backing up on me like like I had gas and I wanted to let it out. And I was it's <laughs> like I was cramping because I'm just like, dude, I've got to sing. I want to sing. So she finally looked over at me. And she was like, Jay, go ahead and sing. And I was just like, okay. So granted, there was there was me, my cousin, and two other people in the theater, like the, for the whole movie. So it was only four people. And 
I'm trying, and I gave the uh, I gave the couple that was there with my cousin and I, I gave them a full disclaimer before the movie even started. I said, "Listen, I'm a diehard Whitney fan, uh, so expect to hear me singing during the movie." Now, granted, their surround sound it's loud, you know, it's surround sound is loud. However, comma during certain parts, certain performances that I know front, backwards, sideways, in Hebrew, in Spanish, I don't care. I know those performances. <laughs> King James Version, New English Translation, I know those performances. And so some of the performances that they did, I knew them from from when she did them, you know, all that kind of thing. So I'm singing them. And so it was, you know, and she's looking over at me and she's just like, why did I bring you to this movie? And I was like, you knew you wanted to bring me to this movie. I'm like, because if I, even if I would have gone by myself, I probably would have still sang in the movie theater. But it's so, but the movie overall, guys, if you have not seen I Want to Dance with Somebody, please go out and watch that movie. Uh, Naomi Aki, she did a wonderful mm. job yes. embodying. She yes. totally embodied Whitney Houston, she did. She did her homework, guys. If you have not seen that movie, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. She did her homework. Mm-hmm. She did. She she she, tra- she transformed. Yeah, she transformed into Whitney Houston, and so yeah, she did her homework. Now I'm not gonna lie. Not only did I sing, but there were parts in the movie where I cried because I got to see Whitney in a different in a different way which it made me love her more as a as an as a person you got you get to see the the real Whitney the the nippy you get to see nippy and you know it's it was a wonderful way in which they told her story and that they told about her not the music it wasn't about the music or the history making records or the Grammys or anything like that it wasn't about any of that they focused on her and I love that they did that. They made her, they, they took the human side of that movie. And so I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm waiting on them to go ahead and release it um, on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, because I'm definitely going to get like 10 copies. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being so, I'm being so serious. I'm getting like 10 copies so, so because I want, with the other nine? <laughs> um, well, no, well, two are going to, I'm going to keep two just in case one gets uh-huh. a scratch on it and it's, and it uh, skips uh-huh. in a certain spot, you know, have it uh-huh. as a backup. And then like the other eight, I might, you know, I might give them to friends and family if I like them. Okay. So those are, yeah. the rest of them are gifts. Yeah, they will be. Uh, okay. dep- right. It depends. It depends on my mood and my temperament. Oh boy! Because okay. if you're somebody that's like, I don't even know, because you know, I have I have people in my circle or who were in my circle who were just like, I don't even know any of Whitney Houston's music. Again, you heard I said they were it. They were in my circle. Mm-hmm. We are. So we are no. On your, at that day, your your mood of your dysfunction, whether you move this. Right, or that right. Way. You right. You remember my word dysfunction. My word of dysfunction. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you tell yeah, our listeners that's... about your dysfunction? I sure can. My word. I I came up with two two definitions for the word dysfunction, and the first mm-hmm. definition that okay. I came up with dysfunction is it's a feeling. You know, dysfunction, and I'm I'm going to use it in a sentence, guys. Again, I can't make this stuff up. So the first way that I came up with with it being a, a, a feeling, uh, and, and Ms. Nicole is laughing because I I told this to her one day. It was around it was it was Christmas. I told her this, and she cracked up, and she was like, "You got to send me this." So the first um, definition of dysfunction, and I use and I'm going to use it in a sentence. Like I said, it's a feeling, and the way I said is that. Depending, you know, depending upon my mood, I'm going to I can function either this way or that way. That's that's a dysfunction. (laughs) And the other one is depending upon how you come at me, I can function either this way or that way, depending upon how you approach me. So that's my term of dysfunction, because depending upon how you come so you guys hear this. So it it de- it depends upon how you approach me on how I'm going to function either this way or that way. Because if you come at me in, a, in an appropriate way, I'm going to function in, a pro- in an appropriate way. 
If you come at me in an inappropriate way or sideways, I'm going to function in a dysfunctional, ratchet way, depending upon how you come at me. It depends on the behavior, okay? So that's how that whole thing works. And then, again, when it comes to going out to a function, it depends on my – dysfunction can be a mood because I can be in the mood to go to dysfunction or that function. <laughs> so I hope you – listeners, I hope you got all of that. I know you had probably never heard it that way before, but that's, that's the way, okay? That is, that's the new way. Yes, that well, is the that is the new way. In 2023, dysfunction. Put it in. Put it in. We're gonna. We're. I'm gonna reach out to Webster's Dictionary so we can get this put in the dictionary. As so we're gonna we're gonna add yeah. that. Yes, we're gonna add this. If they can add bootylicious to the dictionary, they can <gasps> add this version of dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Yep. Beyonce. Beyonce actually has had. Um, they actually add added bootylicious to. Um, the dictionary, so it is actually now a word. Okay, well, I'll be checking that out. Well, thank you very much. I learned something new tonight. Absolutely. Can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. You cannot make this stuff up. So, guys, it is Friday the 13th. Is there, you know, is our full moon still out? I know it had been out for a minute. You know, I haven't been outside to check. Mm-mm. It had been out like a few days ago, so I mean, have any of you had any weird stuff happen today or even today? Uh, my stuff has been steady, knock on wood, but uh, I know that moon was full. So I'm just saying. And you know, it's so funny. It's like during Friday the 13th, so many people are so superstitious. It's like they they'll really say, <laughs> yeah, it's just like they're like, oh, you can't wear red or you can't do this and you can't do that. There have been so many times on Friday the 13th that I have actually worn red and people will actually look at me like, oh, my gosh, you're wearing red on Friday the 13th? Yeah. Why are you wearing red? Because it looks good on me. And it does. You over there looking like a snickety snack. Yeah, I'm just like red. And people tell me all the time, they're like, you know, red looks good on you. I'm like, red looks good on me. So I, I wear it, you know, Um and it's funny because even with Whitney, Whitney's favorite color is purple. My favorite color is blue, but Whitney looked amazing in red. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I look Whitney amazing in red. Yeah, I I look amazing in red. This new, I have a photo shoot coming up fairly soon that I'm going to be wearing wearing red in my photo shoot because um, I'm going back into the studio um, probably in the next couple of weeks, God willing to record um, a new single that I'm going to be releasing before I release the EP um, of my of this uh, project, Metamorphosis. This song is called Sweetest Sin. And uh, I figured I wanted to wear red for this one because I was having a Desperate Housewives with Wisteria Lane kind of feeling for uh, for my that. look. <laughs> because if you've ever seen the, thing, the opening to um, – Desperate Housewives, you know, they've got the apples and the, you know, Adam and Eve and all that kind of thing. If you've ever seen the opening to Desperate Housewives, if you haven't, guys, look it up. Please do. Um, But I had that idea of Sweetest Sin being Temptation and the apple and the snake and red. So all of that came to my brain. So when it comes to this new concept, that's what I'm I'm looking at. And I've been looking at some different, like, backdrops for, like – uh, to, to give that Garden of Eden feel, but I haven't really found okay. anything yet. Every, everything that I've seen looks like it ought to be something that a, that kids would do their school pictures on. Oh, nice. Okay, all right. No, no, no that's not that's not nice. That's more so that, that yeah, that's that's not nice. That's more so that it's thing not, where it's like it's not. That's more so the thing where you would see your son in that red and white striped shirt. And he's missing the teeth in the front, you know. That's you know that. It, it, it's that kind. Of, yeah, the snaggle tooth kind of thing. It's that kind of thing, and it, and that's not hot for me. It's not. It's not that part for me. I'm sorry. No, I I'm not feeling that. Um, you know, I can't do the I can't do the life touch photos. You know that I can't no do that. Uh, you did not take it back to life touch. I did. See, those are, those of you who grew up who were born in the '80s or the '70s. You know that took pictures back then. You know you guys know about Life Touch, and if you don't, 
look it up. So, yeah, Life Touch was the thing back in the day. You know, they used to do those pictures. And I used to wonder how the heck they did. And I used to wonder how the heck they did these pictures to where it's like you have the same person, but they do one pose, they do one pose, and then they do another pose, and they put the two together. I used to wonder how in the like heck. That, it was almost like a shadow, like an overlay. Yep. Yeah, and I used to get tickled at how they did that, those pictures, you know, back in the day. And see, whenever I was going to school, they didn't do those pictures. They stopped that. They must have stopped that in the 80s. But anyway. So for, for us back then, they used to do the photos where they do the whole little vignette thing where it's all the black oh, the black circle um, outward part and you just in the middle of a circle kind of thing. That's how they used to do our school pictures. But wait a minute. So I know you're saying you don't remember that or you didn't have it, should I say, because you remember it, obviously. However, mm-hmm. um, you know, mom's got photo albums. Look, you know what, which we don't do those anymore. But um what about the Olin Mills pictures? Oh yes, we did. We those? did those. I do. Um, you know, they stopped doing those in the early two thousands because my cousins bless their hearts. They're in their twenties now, but they actually had like their moms have baby pictures, and all of them have that little gold writing of Olin Mills on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those those were the baby pictures that they used to get done at Walmart. Uh, yeah, those they they have those. See. And people, you know, like you were saying. Was, um, no, I think it was Kmart, too. I believe Kmart, because um, Kmart was, no, Kmart's been around way longer than well, they were around. Before, we didn't have uh, Kmart Walmart, where I grew so. up. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't have so Kmart we, we where I grew to up. Kmart to okay. And then yeah. I guess after a while, it was just replaced with uh, picture people. So that was like the 2000s thing, early 2000s is picture people. Mm-hmm. So then yeah, we case. had that. And, do you re- and wait a minute, do you remember glamour shots? Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, I do. The equivalent of, with the boat, with I the boas be- and the earrings and all that kind of thing. Oh, you know, my, si- yeah, my sister, yeah, my sister actually did a glamour shot once and it was, it was a beautiful shot. But I would, you know, yeah, I re- I remember those like I really really do, and I'm just like, yeah, so glad they don't do those anymore. Well, I do agree, but what's so funny now is we have all these apps on our phones and the filters. So now folks are like, you know what? I'll just put this filter so that you can't see this wrinkle in my face, or you can't see this blemish over here on the side of my cheek, or you can't see. And it's just like, please stop. So now it's just, especially out here in this dating world, which is a whole other story. Anywho, that you have to say. Listen, in the dating world, in the dating world, they will have, they look like they have cosmetic surgery in a day. And like with these, with these filters, You be lying. They be people be lying through their teeth. Like you know darn well you did not wake up like that. Look, and let's not forget about people that post those pictures that's way back from elementary school and high school, and you're just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You are about a hundred to two hundred pounds more than that. But anyway, like I said, we'll just have a whole other segment. You know what's so funny, right? Exactly. But you know what is so funny with that? And again, we can't make this stuff up. It's like when I've had people approach me that have done folk that have that have profile pictures up and you looking at them and you see them in those flower shirts with the mm. with the the uh like the flower shirts with the the uh gold color pants on and the hair and the thick herringbone chain and they standing in front of their grandmother their grandmother's fireplace when it was brick you know, and you the, you looking at it, you like, bro, you know this picture was taken at 89, maybe 90. I'll give you 92. I'll give you 91, 92. And you're trying to pass you this off right. as, as, right. And I'm like, because they got the whole Fresh Prince box going on or the kid and play box going on. I'm like, bro, like, you already know this is not, with a capital not, what you look oh, like yeah. now. Now, like, in, in the like in the now, now, right. It's like now we know that that box has you now have crop circles. You went from a box you know to looking yeah. like Sherman Hemsley. <laughs> oh my God! Let's just uh, let's just yeah. tell the truth and shame the devil. You went you went uh, from looking you went from looking like Will Smith to George Jefferson. So look that what you say crop circles? <laughs> yeah, crop circles. You know you know. Listen, I am one. I am one to admit. 
that's one of the reasons why I don't let my hair grow out because I am a, I'm bald <laughs> and no my hair will like exactly and it looks like Roswell it looks like Roswell <laughs> on the top of my head when my hair grows out so I don't I try not to do that you know that's why I try to keep my hair cut and sh- and keep my head shaved so it's just like no when my hair grows in believe me and it's so funny because my niece and my nephew they're always if I if they ever see me and like my my I haven't shaved my head, they always look at me and they're just like, "Unc, why don't you have hair?" And I'm like, and I'm just like, "Babies, it just it just didn't want to grow there anymore. I'm it it just mm-hmm. went away." Those two are a mess. They are too. Cute. Yeah, they they are. They ask me fifty that my my niece and nephew will ask me fifty thousand <laughs> questions at one time. The first time they that I I brought them to Charlotte to spend to spend a weekend with me, those kids asked me questions for three and a half hours. And in my mind, I basically did one of those moves where I opened the door and threw myself out in my in my mind because they <laughs> yeah because I can't make this stuff up, people because they were asking fifty thousand questions that a seven year old and a five year old at the time asking me 50,000 questions all at once. And I'm like, oh, my Lanta. Yeah, they want they want to know, but I'm just like, Jesus, be offense. I'm like, can we can y'all please go to sleep or at least listen to the music that's playing? Do something. I'm just like, where's the tablet? Do they have some color? I'm like, do, do I have any coloring books in the car? Do I have anything in here that these kids can occupy themselves with so I can drive and not feel like I'm in a Barbara Walter special? May she rest in peace. But, you know, I'm just, that's just how, that's just how I was feeling. And I'm pretty sure for yourself as a, as a parent, you've had oh, moments where you're like, you taking a long trip with your kids and you got four, bless your spirit. So it's just like for you taking those long family vacations and your kids asking you 30,000 questions and then on top of that want to know are they there yet? What was that like for you? I didn't allow them to ask me where are we there yet because they know when we get there. So that was my policy. However, comma, <laughs> uh, because of having the four, they entertained each other. So that was good. I mean, yes, we'd have discussions in the vehicle as we drove, and I always made things um, educational. And, of course, that's just the educator in me. But Mm -hmm. they really didn't bother me like that. I was more concerned with those long trips of them picking with each other. That was the part that I was just like. So I finally started purchasing um, large SUVs so that everybody had their own row. So I had the oldest in the front with me. They would be my co-pilot. And then somebody all the way in the third row seat and then two in the middle. And then, of course, like I said, then you had that middle seat. So it, it couldn't be, Mom, he's touching me. He's looking at me. She's doing this. and just So that was my issue. It wasn't about the questions. It was about the bickering, about nothing. And then, of course, everything has to be equal because you can't give this one something and that one has more than this one and just – so it was – yeah, I'll just say I'm glad it's over. I love my young adults, and I loved them while they were younger. However, comma, I'm glad it's over. That, that and, right you know, there, it's I, so I funny. And it's funny because for my sister and I, like, because my sister and I are twins. So we never had that mom, he's touching me, mom, she's touching me kind of thing. Ooh. For my sister and I, yeah, we ne- we never had that. Thank God. But the thing for the thing for she Yeah, the thing for she and I that we had, we base we love music. My sister and I, if you put on the radio and there's a song that we love, we would always like tell our parents turn it up cuz we love to sing. We love to listen to music. That was our thing. You know, we didn't have tech, we didn't have the technology and all that kind of thing like back then we may have had Walkman CD players, you know, that kind of thing. But we love music. You know, that was that was that was our thing. And we then even now, as she and I are, are both adults, you know, and getting and becoming older adults, you know, we that's still our connection is music. Nice, 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 nice. Well, listen, everybody, one of the things that I wanted to talk about tonight is about. Um, so most of you already know that I am a foodie. However, All day. When I am, I am. I'm, I'm just a fat girl at heart. It's okay. It's okay. And I'm All just, I'm so the live long day. 
<laughs> don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. But but listen, I don't know whether it's because we're down in the South and the Carolinas or what. However, I noticed that if I go to one of these little hole-in-the-wall spots, um, I'm going to tread lightly, but I will say even like some quote-unquote black-owned hole-in-the-wall spots, they have all fried food. And I'm not a huge fried food person. And then when they do it, so first of all, you already have that it's fried. So you about to clog my arteries. <laughs> That's like high cholesterol right there. But why do you think that doing the batter, that it has to be so daggone salty? It's not necessary. So now I can answer that question. High, high blood pressure. And don't let me get some sweet tea. <laughs> diabetes diabetes with lemon. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I, you got to cut that sucker with about two, three, five, six, ten more liters of water. That part. That sugary. So I didn't had a cup of sugar, probably about five. I've had about five cups of salt. And again, that fried. <laughs> and it's just. It is. It, it that is not funny, Jr. It is just not funny, Jr. When I tell you, it's funny because it's true. It. I'm just like nobody's baking, broiling. Can we get a bake off or a broil? I don't need fried. Fried this, fried that. Shoot, they frying. What we fry now? Twinkies. I mean, just we fry every darn. Really? Thing. Yeah, I've seen that. Fried Twinkies, fried Oreos. I'm like, dude. Look, I am not Oreos. Everything. It has. To I be am fried and all up in that grease. But we're but some and as a cultural thing, some of us will run from drinking water. I don't know why. But that's a whole nother subject, and it's yeah, that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother show. <laughs> but I I get I get it. It's just like it's funny because I'm I kid you not. Before I got my air fryer, which I am absolutely positively in love with that thing. So once I got my, you know, after I got my air fryer, it was just like I stopped using grease. Well, I tell a lie. I'm weaning back <laughs> from using grease because the other night, like right now, I'm doing um, a spiritual fast. I'm doing it for 20 days. And after a certain time of day, I can I can actually like eat meat. So most and what I'm trying to do is I'm actually trying to dial back from eating a lot of pork because I y'all know Jr. loves a pork chop. I do, mm-hmm. and so I'm trying to stop you know stop eating so much pork um, because like I want my clothes to fit and I'm not trying to die of a heart attack. But I digress. That but anyway, part. so um, that part's the name. <laughs> and yeah, and so like. The other night I had wanted I wanted some pork chops and I had some in my freezer that had been sitting there for a few of little minute and I didn't want them to get freezer burnt so I'm like listen I need to go ahead and cook these things um, so I didn't want to bake and at the time I didn't want to bake them I did not want to put them in my air fryer I wanted these bad boys in a vat of grease I did and and I did and I cook I fried them that way and again it was it was a beautiful thing so I mean I have my moments where I like some greasy food, but I kid you not, when you said that, it's not even so much as the hole in the wall kind of situation, which I didn't even think some of those places even existed. I don't, you know, I don't know. Because let's ask our callers. Yeah, guys, call in and let us know if that is. Because I guess I'm trying to understand it too. So, guys, if any of you, you know, can answer this, let us know. 515-605-9726. But, yeah, like even for myself, when I go home to go down to visit my family and where I grew up, like my mom will cook two of every animal. And when I say she you will cook, she, yeah, my mom has literally, and I, I crack her up with this every time. I'm like, mom, was you, were you waiting for the 40 days and 40 nights of rain to end so that when Noah came off the ark, you were waiting to grab one of the, like, were you waiting to grab these animals? Like, what is this? 
because my mom literally she like with my when my mom my mom is like one of the best cooks and I think everybody feels like their mother is, but my mom is like one of the best cooks in the world to me. However, come my mom will cook. She'll make stewed beef and uh, with onions and gravy. She'll do fried chicken. She'll do baked chicken. She'll do barbecue ribs. She'll do um, rice. She'll do baked macaroni and cheese. She'll do cabbage. She'll do collard greens, cornbread. She'll do like three cakes. And I'm like, who in the heck? No, I'm going to say it the way I feel it. Who in the hell is going to eat all this food? Because and then she and because it's because granted it's my mom it's my dad it's my sister my brother-in-law my niece my nephew that's six people my niece and my nephew are two of the pickiest eaters I've ever seen I don't know where in the world my sister got these kids from but they are two of the pickiest eaters and then my brother-in-law doesn't really eat much whenever we're at when when we all get together and my sister she'll eat but you know like like some people, you know, we have to have the munchies. We got to be medicated a little bit, and you know, in order for us to really eat like we want to. But for myself, like my mom and my dad, my mo- my mother has high blood pressure. My dad is is borderline diabetic. Why are you cooking all this food? You know, and you're well, cooking. Some, I guess maybe your mom thinks she's cooking for an army. She's my mother's, <laughs> you know, my mom. That's cooking is her passion. That's what she loves. It's just like for me. Yeah. It's just like for me with my music, because my mom, my mom is, my mom is a chef. So I was like, I, I get it. However, if you already know that you have these health issues, why in the name of God are you cooking all this food? I don't understand. And I ask her that all the time. I'm like, I'm like, why do you, why are you cooking all of this food? Like for Christmas, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to go home for the Christmas holiday. And I asked my mom. I said, what are you? I said, what did you cook? Well, I made a ham and baked macaroni and cheese, potato salad, cabbage, collard greens. And and I'm thinking to myself, and again, guys, I can't make this stuff up. I didn't, wasn't, I didn't go home for the holiday. My sister didn't go home for the holiday. Her and the kids and my brother-in-law, they had, they had family plans, and so they didn't go home for the holiday. I didn't go home for the holiday. I, I hung out with Ms. Nicole. So I asked my mom, I said, why in the name of God did you cook all of this food? And it's just you and dad in the house. Why did you do that? You know, so I think somewhat, Ms. Nicole, it may be a cultural thing. It may be a Southern thing. I don't know. It may, it may be. It may be. Yeah, I, I really don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I hope that some of our callers can uh, enlighten us because I'm telling you, between the diabetes, high cholesterol, uh, what I say, high blood pressure, I mean, the salt, mm-hmm. the sugar the fried stuff like gosh and then I guess for it you know it should be a thing where when you know better you do better but that's not what we're doing no we we need to lose weight we don't change our diets we don't care to try and change our diets it's like we just have a relationship with food all the time I, 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 I don't know I don't get it because I'm trying to, you know, stay on this earth as long as what God allows me to be. And if I have to make changes, I will. I will. And, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for the fact that I actually have, especially with doing this, this Daniel fast that I'm doing um, for 20 days, like the fact that I've started juicing. I love juicing. I'm having to clean my freaking juicer out, like, every every other day. I promise you I am. Um, that thing goes nice. into the dishwasher more than anything because I'm always using it. But, you know, it's like I've done that. I started, like, grilling and baking my foods. I started um, I started doing – I mean, I just started doing things differently. I Like, uh, uh, my cousin's mom actually put me on to brown rice green tea. And when I tell you guys, it is amazing – it is amazing. So guys, I'm, I'm, and she got me hooked on it. So I was like, yeah, I got to go get some more of this because it's, it's good. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's like sometimes you have to make those changes whenever you just like, you see people with these things and all this stuff going on. You're just like, yeah, something has to change so that I can, because like you said, I want, I mean, who knows, God forbid, I'm, I might pass some kind of some other way, but I don't want to be health related. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm telling you, I, do we have any callers yet? 
from what I am looking at currently, no. But that does not mean that people are not still streaming us through the web. And so if you guys are listening, by all means, please give us a call. You know the number, 515-605-9726. Once again, that's 515-605-9726. Okay. Absolutely, because so, we we definitely would like to hear about your week. I mean, Ms. Nicole and Jr. We we look forward to this weekly. Um, yes, we, we don't do. want to just always be on here rambling about, you know, what we can't make up. We always want to hear what you can't make up as well. This is very true, but and we also find that people that listen to us go on and on about the stuff that we can't make up. They actually tend to enjoy it, so that's always a good thing as well. <laughs> You know, you and I have both gotten a lot of feedback about from people saying that they love our show and they love how we cut up on the air, which, I mean, we cut up like this when we're not on the air. Uh, um, you know, you you and I were having a conversation before we got on the air earlier today that you had me cut my eye at you about some things. But, you know, I'm just like, OK. Yeah, I was going to say, but I digress. But I digress. Um, so yeah, and so real quick, shout out to our listeners in the U.S. and also our listeners, Japan, South Korea, um, Hong Kong, guys, thank you so much again for listening. We appreciate it so mm-hmm. much. Those of you who listen to us after we are live on the air that go back and listen to our archives, you are amazing, mm-hmm. amazing, amazing. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, Real quick, this is something that I I honestly have to talk about, guys. We're family. We we're tra- We have to be transparent. So we're family. Okay. So right before my birthday, unfortunately, I got laid off from my job. It was an unfortunate thing, but you know things happen. So Monday. So most recently, I got contacted by a uh, a recruiter, a recruitment company on LinkedIn. And uh, Ms. Nicole, you and I have had this conversation. So I reached and I um, this recruiter from LinkedIn reached out to me and was just like, hey, we saw your your profile. We saw your interest. We wanted to talk with you about the potential job in the field that I'm in, which is IT support. So I was just like, "Okay, cool. Sent them my resume, sent them my contact information. And they were like, "Okay, well, we're going to call you on Monday. Okay, so Monday came. They called. Unfortunately, they called at a time that I was not available, so I ended up calling them back. They did not call, return the phone call. They ended up messaging me and was just like, hey, I'm sorry, I missed the call. Um, can we schedule another time? I said, sure, not a problem. What time works best for you? And so they were like, well, I'm available on Wednesday. I said, well, Wednesday works perfect. Um, I'm available afternoon, and meaning 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I said, I'm available afternoon. They were like, okay, perfect. Well, I'll talk to you then. Okay. So... Wednesday came and 12, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, my phone's not, my iPhone is not ringing. And so I'm just, you know, anybody that knows me and knows me well knows that one thing I have is patience. So I'm waiting patiently for this person to call. Granted, I, wait, I wasn't going to reach out to them to say, hey, you got to call me because I'm like, if you are the recruiter, you should already have this in your schedule to know, hey, I got to call such and such at such and such time. That's the way I operate things because I'm all, I also am in management. So that's how I operate. I make reminders. So And look, everybody, and he waited, and he waited, and he waited some more. <laughs> Go ahead, James. Right. So, right. So, here, so here's the thing. So this is where the manager comes out in me, Okay. So at this point, I waited two. I waited two hours and forty-five minutes. I reached back out to this recruiter at two forty-five p.m. and said, "Hey, just wanted to reach out to you. I know we had a call at twelve p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is currently two forty-five. Just wanted to follow up with you to see if we were still on for today or what. What is what's going on?" They responded back to me about. Uh, 10 minutes later, hey, I'm so sorry I missed it. I missed the call. Um, I don't know why I keep missing it, but are you available tomorrow? I was like, yes, I'm available tomorrow. Can we do the call before 11 a.m.? I said, sure. What time works best for you? Um, Because I did mention to them in the follow-up, I said, "Um, if if we need to reschedule, just let me know. So then she, because it was a female recruiter, she said, well, um, 10.30 a.m. works fine for me. Now, anybody that knows me knows I'm not a morning person. However, comma, when it comes to me trying to find employment, 
I'm like, I'll be up when when the Lord says, let there be light. I will be up if I have to in order to find a job. I'm just going to tell the truth, shame the devil. And so, you know, I got up, made time, set aside time waiting for this this young woman to call me. And she was supposed to call me at 1030 a.m. Okay, so 1030 a.m. came again. My iPhone is not ringing. I waited 15 minutes. No response. Waited another 15 minutes until it actually hit 11 a.m. Still no phone call, no nothing. By this point, I go to my I go to my desk. I pull up, get on my on my laptop, go to her messaging on LinkedIn. And at this point, I had already made the executive decision in my mind to withdraw. So I contacted her. Executive decision. Yeah, yeah, the executive decision. Because again, I may, I I have that management. I'm a man. I I'm management. So I I have to make that executive decision. So I made that decision to say, you know what? This is the third strike. You're out. This is the second time me as me as the potential employer or employee that I'm having to follow up with you. So I reached out to her. I let her know. I said, um, good. I was very polite about it. I said, good morning. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, I said, but you, we were supposed to have a phone call at 10.30 a.m. It is currently 11.06 a.m., and I have not heard from you. I have not gotten any type of response to say, hey, I'm running late, or I'll call you at such and such time. So I, though I thank you for the opportunity to speak with me, I have to withdraw from consideration. So then, and again, I can't make this stuff up. I then gave absolutely. her absolutely because listen, everybody, I I couldn't believe it when he's telling me. I mean, it was just like an absolute wow, wow, OMG, WTF. <laughs> yeah, and so it yeah, and so it was all of that, and then some. So then after I did that, I then again manager gave her a coaching. Again, I can't make this stuff up. I then gave her coaching. On and and feedback, and I let her know in the disclaimer. I said, please do not take this as a personal attack. I said, I want to make sure that you are aware going forward how to how to better and properly manage your time and to be able to to keep your appointments. I said because that helps to build trust with your clients and your potential employers. Because at the end of the day, for me as someone who is seeking employment, I should not have to wait. Three for over three appointments for you to follow, for you to follow up on your deadline, and I let her know. I said, for, because at this point we have three missed appointments, and you have not contacted me in any of those appointments except when I reached out to you. That is a problem. So I say that to say this, guys. Whatever is because if anybody is going through that whole employment situation like myself right now, where you're looking for employment, please, please, please. Do not settle just because you need an income. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't do that. Absolutely. Please don't do that. Don't settle because you need an but just because you need an income. No, because you'll be setting yourself up for for failure. I mean, you really will because that company is trying to set you up for failure. That is just not a good look, not even a little bit. I mean, and it was just like, you know what, that is not the place for you. But I did suggest that JR definitely put some type of review out so that the next person, if they want to deal with this company, they know how this company deals, potentially deals with you. And I did. Yeah, you did. You did. That's just just mind-blowing. Like this whole, again, listeners, I don't know if any of you are also looking for a job, but it is just rough out here, and that is just a whole other subject within itself. It really is between employers saying, hey, we, we pay well, and then everybody's well is not the same as your well. You know, everybody's good is not the same as your definition of good. So when they tell you, and these amounts, and I don't want to say the amounts because some of you might make that amount, so I do not, absolutely do not want to love anybody. But all I will say is just absolutely know your worth. And if these companies are able to get away from with not paying you much, that's exactly what they are going to do. And I Absolutely. have now referred to this thing as kibbles and bits. These jobs want to go ahead and throw kibbles and bits at you for your time. 
And, of course, there is no loyalty these days. I mean, they will definitely, they'll get rid of you in the middle of the day. The end of the day, Ooh, yeah. middle of the day, it, they don't care. Like, they just do not care. In addition to paying you kibbles and bits, and you out here having to work about 10 jobs just to get all your bills paid. Uh, that's yep. enough. Yep. And I can relate to that because I went through that. But, you know, I digress. Absolutely. But, guys, at the end of the day, it's what, in all honesty, it's integrity over income. I'm just going to tell the truth. It is. Mm-hmm. It's about it is. It's about integrity. Um, at the end of the day, my integrity is worth more than the income, and I'm just like it was not a professional look for them to yeah, actually yeah. do that. Um, and you're you're supposed to be a a part of your company's brand or a part of their mission statement, and you do things like that. That's not a good look. But um, guys, again, we have less than 15 minutes in tonight's show, so definitely call in, speak with us, let us know what's going on in your week. As we are on Friday the 13th, we are here waiting. Five one five six zero five nine seven two six. Once again, that's five one five six zero five nine seven two six. So, uh, Ms. Nicole, what you got planned for the weekend? Well, I will be seeing my grandbaby and my daughter on Sunday for a hike. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm so out of shape that I don't know how that's going to go, having to carry that baby, but we will figure it out. But I'm I'm excited because I definitely would, I, I'm interested in her having a love of nature and of outside, and more children need to go outside. So she's not even walking yet, but I want to instill that in her already, just to have a love of the outdoors. Listen, so when we were, <laughs> I'm laughing no, because when we were, no, 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 oh, I'm, I'm laughing because when we were kids, even. you know, when we were kids, we, it wasn't so much that we had a love for outdoors. Hell, we were forced to stay outdoors. You know, parents, your yeah. your parents or your grandparents were like, go on outside and play, and then they would yeah. lock yeah. the door. They would yeah, lock they you would. outside. Yep. For you to be outside. You from running in and out that door. And it's like, you're letting bugs in, you're letting flies in. You're letting, you're letting my air out, you know. Air. And that's what I'm about to say. If it was air conditioned, it was about that air. You're letting that air out. So, yeah. Um, so, like I said, I'm really excited. Hopefully the weather will be good. Um, if it is cold, then, of course, we will kind of do that uh, sparingly. But, yeah, we're, we're taking her out. So I'm excited about that. And more than likely tomorrow, though, um, Ms. Nicole does enjoy game night. So I believe one of the local spots actually holds card night or something. So I'm going to go check that out. And if I don't do that, I'll do live music because I just love, love, love live music. So, um, so yeah, that'll be my weekend. That sounds so. pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, it's funny about when you speak about live music because I am so ready to start performing again. I promise you I am. I am so ready to start performing again. I miss it. Um, I actually came across a photo of me from like nine years ago where I would where someone caught a candid moment of me on stage performing. And I, I absolutely love that photo. That photo is so timeless to me. Um, and like that, that photo, I actually have it on my Facebook page. It's my profile picture on my Facebook page. Um, but I love that. I like, I love being on stage and performing and, and all of that kind of thing. But the thing is that I've learned or that I've experienced in the almost 10 years that I've been doing this is that nobody really gives singers a chance these days. It's like, everybody's all about the rap and the hip hop and all that kind of thing. Why do you feel that way, though? Because, well, and again, this is just my personal experience. It's that what I've seen is like when it comes to the hip-hop music, when it comes to rap music, when you're talking about shooting and killing and and calling females out Mm. of their name and being derogatory and all that kind of thing, it's like the audiences eat that up. They love it's, Mm. it's, love. I don't know what it is, but it's like when you have someone like myself who is a singer, who sings about love, who sings about commitment and relationships and all that kind of thing. Nobody wants to really hear that. Well, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be my question tonight, Jr. Could you go ahead and play one of your songs, please? Sure. Um, well, the only song I got up here right now is my song "Can't Stay Away," but I mean, sure, I don't mind playing That's that song. Um, so I'll go, yeah. So I'll go ahead and, and do Jr.'s jams with "Can't Stay Away" right here on "I Can't Make This Stuff Up." Thank you. 
just like you cast your spell And you did it all so well I can feel your hold on me I miss so deep no one can tell That you make me lose control Could it be that was your goal To make me fall so easily Look at what you've done to me I can't sleep, I toss and turn I'm in deep, for you I yearn Tell me what's going on Feels so right, it feels so wrong Could this be what true love is? I can't see, not used to this But I know one thing that's true I can't get enough of you I can't Love you all the time Feels just like a mystery Baby, how you got to me Keeps me longing for your touch How I need it oh so much When I'm lying in my bed You are always in my head you When I'm alone you Have to grab my phone Times I long to see your face Surround myself with your embrace Is it a dream? real? Or so it seems Blinding, I can't see what is love done to me. I can't stay away, needing you both night and day. Yeah, I just can't resist you. Want to hug and kiss you when you're not around me. Don't know how I miss you. I can't stay away. Tell me why. You know, I'm so I'm seriously considering shooting a music video for this song, um, but this I don't. Is, this is so beautiful. It is. Thank it you. Is. That's a well, the, who, well, you know the 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 person I wrote it for. You know, is is they brought that out in me. So um, I I listened I listen to this song often because it it means this song really means a lot to me. It's, it comes from a very very personal place where. Actually, all of my music comes from a very personal place, but this one is a little—it's a little bit more special than a lot of my other music that I've done. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm seriously thinking about uh, release doing a music video for this one at some point. 
uh, because I feel like one needs to be done for it. I'll probably end up doing it when it warms up outside. It's a little too cold right now to be doing the music video, you know. It is cold. It is cold. Yeah, I might end up, you know, shooting it during the spring or something because I think I really feel like this song, you know, it's like, it's funny because I'm sitting here and it's falling on my spirit. I think, like, if I'm able to shoot it, like, in February or so, right around, like, Valentine's Day or something like that, I think, like, it'll really it'll be a more it'll be more poignant you know to shoot it around that time frame because everybody and their mom is all about you know love and and all that kind of thing around valentine's day speaking of valentine's day as we have four minutes left in the show what is your thoughts about seeing all of this this uh these valentine's day hearts and the stuffed animals and all this stuff and we're not even through january yet i don't pay any of that any mind with any of these holidays i mean Usually we're in September or October, and we already have Christmas stuff out. I mean, I just true. It just moves so fast for me, and it's just a continuous cycle, just a propaganda with all of this. I don't get caught up. True. Because true. at the end of the day, for me, it should not take for Valentine's Day for you to profess your love to me. Like, I agree. Um, if that's the case, then that's a problem. Yeah, it should not I agree. Take for Christmas for you to decide, hey, I thought about you. Here's a gift. Gift giving and just giving in general um, be all year round. You know, we have like these toy drives and the coat drives and the this drive and the that drive. Why can't we just be driving 365 days of the year? I agree. People are in need 365 days of the year. I I mean, I literally belong to a few Facebook groups. And I read a post a few days ago where this uh, mom, and bless her heart, her and her daughter, the daughter is, I think, like 14 and had a seizure. And Mm. I think it had been about a year before she had had one before. And the mom didn't have her phone readily available on her at that moment, and she was just trying to stay. It's not a trying. She was staying by her daughter's side. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. fast forward with this story. The One of the people, the, the moderator of the group just wrote a post about the incident and said, hey, mom would really like to get this Apple Watch that does all of this, that, and the other. And if they had had that, if her daughter had that on, they would have been able to contact emergency response. Mm-hmm. Well, there was the outpour. Within 24 hours, we, because I did donate as well, and I'm not even working right now, but every dollar counts, and my dollars did count. And within 24 hours, she had the money, and she was able to order that that watch. That's what's up. That's what's up. And, you know, it's in all honesty, like you said, it's like giving of yourself should is, is should happen 365 days a year, not just on – you know, certain quote unquote man made holidays, you know, it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way. Um but it as we are now but you know, to everybody everybody's different to each his own. But now that we have uh ninety seconds left, guys, uh well Miss Nicole, first and foremost, I enjoyed you tonight as always. Um Thank we, you, I, you as well I, I definitely look forward to us coming back next week and do um doing a show. Um but those of you who aren't aware monday is a national holiday uh so go out and go out and remember mlk remember martin luther king jr who he was what he stood for um but also enjoy and your day all off all as- of the other freedom fighters that were by his side exactly by his side or not um it it just so many people played such a pivotal role in that so please exactly and remember guys what he died for he died for the freedoms not just of black people but he died for the freedoms of all all of all mankind right now guys if you pay attention our freedoms are being taken away and so Uh, we have to be very very attentive and very um focused on the fact that and this man's life was taken because he wanted to see he wanted things better in our country and they're going down downhill from here. But anyway guys, um we hope you all enjoyed tonight's show, our Friday the thirteenth show. Woo 
Yes, yes, yes. But anyway, guys, um, we look forward to you guys being back with us on next Friday where we will be back bringing more funny. Hopefully, you guys will call in. We miss our audience. But anyway, guys, um, tune in next week. We'll be back on the air once again at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on com. On um, I can't make this stuff up with Jr. and Ms. Nicole. All right, guys, have a good night. Have a good weekend. Take care. God bless. Peace.